only 8% of those students responded by saying that they were very concerned about what they share with institutions. Are you surprised by those numbers? No, not at all. I mean, I certainly did not think twice about giving over that information. But I also think like the process and the reason that that information is given is a little bit more understood um, and a little more transparent from the institution side because it's it's got such a longer history. We know that we're going to need to give away this this amount of data for the institution to make a decision about us. Welcome to the EduData podcast, a part of the Enrollify podcast network. This is your weekly guide to the data driving higher education. No PhD required here. Our weekly episodes break down complex data issues and ideas into easy to understand takeaways that higher ed pros can digest and immediately put to use on their campuses. And we're your hosts. I'm Timothy Davis, an engagement analyst at Element 451. And I'm Jamie Boggs, also an engagement analyst on the data team at Element 451. Welcome to the EduData podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the EduData podcast, where you can learn a little about higher ed data at a time. Today, we're going to talk about kind of a a meta topic, kind of talking about data on data, right? How college students view their data as we continue to live more and more of our lives online, on our phones, in this virtual space, we're asked to share more information about ourselves, whether that's uh, information on a social media app or information on an application or a form, and there's so many different ways to approach how to decide what data to share, and then when to be concerned about what uh, data you're sharing and how that's being used. So as institutions gather more and more data, this is something we need to think more about. Absolutely. And so there's like two primary questions that we want to tackle today surrounding students' opinions about sharing their personal data. One is how can institutions educate students to help them make informed decisions about sharing data? And then two is how can institutions use that data that is made available to better serve their students? So to do this, we're going to actually look at the most recent student voice survey from Inside Higher Ed and College Pulse presented by Kaplan. Almost two-thirds of the students surveyed were at least somewhat concerned about the information being collected from the apps on their phones. So we're talking like Instagram and TikTok as examples. And then about 25% of those surveyed were actually very concerned about the data being collected by those apps. And that, I think, just reflects a, a broader concern in society that we all have as we grow in awareness about the data that's collected um, on us, specifically by social media platforms. Yeah, I feel like we were kind of immersed in this world of, hey, there's an app for that, for everything, if you are if you even remember those ads from when you were younger, Timothy. But uh, to, yes, I'm going to get every app, to now you're like, oh, no, what have I done? What have I shared with people? So it's great that we're being more concerned, but that is finally showing in, in some of these survey tools. More than half of the students said that they aren't concerned at all about the data that their institutions collect about them, which I think that can be looked at a lot of different ways. Students are very trusting about anything official, I think. So if it's got your college logo on it, then sure, I'll give them my information. I want them to know who I am. Only 8% of those students responded by saying that they were very concerned about what they share with institutions, which I think is probably about what I would have guessed there. Not a lot of students super concerned. Are you surprised by those numbers? No, not at all. I mean, I certainly did not think twice about giving over that information. But I also think like 
the process and the reason that that information is given is a little bit more understood um, and a little more transparent from the institution side because it's, right. it's got such a longer history. We know that we're going to need to give away this this amount of data for the institution to make a decision about us, um, where like social media, at least, is having we've already discussed that, um, is a little less transparent, to say the least. No, I think there's a there's a really good reason for them to trust us, but of course that puts some some pressure on us as well. And in fact, fifty one percent of the students surveyed in the student voice survey said they didn't even know whether the data had a privacy policy. So they don't they're not trusting us because they know exactly how we treat their data. They're trusting us because we're institutions of higher education. Yeah. So uh, that's something that we need to keep in mind. Of a, they probably don't know if we have one. So let's make sure they know what that is for their sake and for ours. Absolutely. And and that trust equates to power. And we know that with great power comes great responsibility. And institutions bear that responsibility for the students' use of data, um, especially when they're on campus. So the first thing we could come away with is that uh, institutions can improve the way that they communicate their data policies and why they are important. Um, you know, I, I at least didn't learn about my institution's data policy until I took over the website, um, being in the marketing side. Um, and you know, that policy probably hadn't been updated in a while, but it's important that institutions are at least aware of the kind of new standards of data privacy that have been established mainly by the GDPR, which is the general data protection regulation that came out of the EU and the CCPA, which is the California consumer protection act. And while these may not be legally applicable to everyone, uh, they have certainly shaped user expectations and established at least a new standard. And, uh, and they require that users can access change and even delete their data upon request. And that can usually be done, you know, maybe within a dashboard if you, if you have the functionality to do that, but at least over some sort of, of digital or written correspondence where the, where the user can access and then request, uh, about their data. You've probably also seen some more like cookie notifications and controls pop up on websites over the last few years. And those are also related to these new privacy standards. But institutions, you know, we have a captive audience when we have our students. And, and regardless of what the privacy policy is, we can still offer these resources about of course, institution-specific data privacy policies, but data privacy in general um, can all be made available through the, the resources that we're already offering students. And with the trust that the students are putting in institutions of higher education, that's a great opportunity for us to take the additional data we're getting from them and use it to kind of return the favor and to help those students. Higher ed professionals are always looking for the, the newest innovation, the newest theory for how to better serve students to meet them when they're where they are and provide that needed support. With the data that's available to campuses right now, you don't have to spend time wondering about some of their behaviors that could help inform your interventions. The data is available to understand their behaviors, their tendencies, the ways that they interact with uh, material, specifically institutional material that they're getting on their phones or interacting with on your uh, campus learning system, your your learning management system. The data can be used in the aggregate to plan programming around where students are gathering, whether that's physically or topically, where they're engaging online the most with, with educational material, and the current communication methods that may be working with them or may not be working at all. 
It's also possible to dig into individual data if you want to find out the behavior of certain students. Of course, there are a lot of conversations about how invasive that would be. Yes, we want to provide those early intervention services. We want to know how students are behaving to support them, but every campus is going to have to make a decision about what data that we actually look at. That's a that's a complication, but that's a complication based on the wealth of data that we have. So that's a good problem to have, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. We hope that this has been a helpful discussion for how higher ed professionals can put the data from this student voice survey to use. You can find that survey in our show notes. And until next time, this has been the EduData Podcast. We will see you in the next one. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the EduData Podcast brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and the higher ed marketers. If you have any data questions or topics you'd like to send our way, we would love to hear from you. In the meantime, go check out the rest of Enrollify's extensive podcast catalog for more insightful tools and ideas. Make sure to join us back here every Friday for more of the EduData Podcast, learning higher ed data a little at a time.